Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lindsay. And this is Lisa. And we have another mixed up episode for everyone. I'm excited because this is something we've been talking about doing for quite a while. And we were recently there. Like we said in our last episode, we just got back from a big trip. We went to multiple places. This is one I am excited about. It's out of St. Augustine again. Two in a row from St. Augustine. Yes, this is, there's so much good information out here about the old jail in St. Augustine. So I think this is going to be a really good episode, Lindsay. I agree. This is your haunted holiday at the old jail in St. Augustine, Florida. So it's known as the old jail in St. Augustine. I know there's several old jails around the country, right? And and they tend to be haunted, these old jails. But originally, you know, it was served as the, the St. John's County Jail, which is right there in St. Augustine. It was originally designed and built by PJ Polly Jail Building and Manufacturing Company back in 1891. So back into those what we call the haunted times anything back in the early 1900s late 1800s any 1800s and beyond i think could be haunted right for sure oddly enough this is the same company that built alcatraz that built this jail i really i totally must have forgotten about that in the tour but that is pretty interesting Alcatraz would be maybe a good episode in the future. Oh my gosh, you're so right. Okay, we're going to have to cover that one at some point. But ultimately, the the old jail, when you go up to it, there's some other attractions nearby that that you can, you know, go on. But it's weird because it doesn't really look like a jail. And it was built that way on purpose. I think the guy's name was Henry Flagler that actually commissioned this and he paid like around $10,000 to build this big building back then, which is surprising. But he didn't want to scare the public. He really wanted to invest in St. Augustine, Florida. Um, He wanted to live there. He loved the city is what I was reading. And so he built it so, you know, he didn't want this big ugly jail sitting there, you know, in the city. And so he made it look kind of nice and the exterior kind of almost looks like a hotel yeah i agree it definitely does not look like a jail on the outside which i think is you know he wanted to make a beautiful city and and saint augustine is right it it really really is this was our first trip to saint augustine and we we talked last week about our stay at the saint francis inn which was just so great i really enjoyed it we've got another episode coming by the way out of saint augustine which is epic haven't covered it yet it's coming in the future um it's gonna be our big one but this jail so the old jail housed it was built to house 72 prisoners the the tour guide told us that it did at times go beyond capacity. You can see there's, if you go upstairs on the second level, there's the general population. I call it gen pop (laughs) for prison terms. Uh, That's where that was below. They also had a women's section and then they also had the death row section, which was downstairs. And then on the other side of the jail, actually housed the jailer and their family. Similar to when we recently covered the squirrel cage jail, there in in Council Bluffs, Iowa, they actually had the jailer living there with his wife and his wife would cook the meals and and that kind of thing for the jail. Very similar situation. This was actually built around the same time. 
Yeah, and what's interesting about it, you know, you think of a jail and you think of kind of a temporary housing location for prisoners maybe leading up to trial or maybe it's like a small misdemeanor or something like that like it was in the squirrel cage jail a lot of times pretty minor crimes or they're holding someone until they can get them to a a larger facility not this place this place a lot of times this is where people met their end you were just talking about death row Mm -hmm. i mean I know you're going to get into that more in depth, but something I want to call out is this is different than the squirrel cage jail in in that way. No doubt about it. It had uh, people there that they had actually executed. In fact, they executed eight men there at the gallows that are, I don't think it's the exact same gallows, but they have a structure still built there now that you can see in the same location where they executed uh, their their death row inmates there. And and in fact, the tour guide told us some like pretty gruesome stories of how some of the executions just didn't go very well and how they were extended and took way longer. And it was just a much more terrible death than what should have occurred. But pretty gruesome things occurred right there. If you go to this place, you'll be able to see exactly where that is, which is kind of creepy to think of. Definitely. The the conditions were also really terrible. So you got to think these are folks back in the late 1800s, early front half of the 1900s that worked during the day a lot of the time as free laborers on farms. So a lot of times they were put to work. They were only allowed to bathe once a week. And in fact, we were told that they would be sharing the water for all of the prisoners in these big like troughs. So by the time you're the last prisoner to go through, like probably at least 80 have gone in front of you, which is so gross to consider. Yeah, they were like barrels, essentially, that would hold water. And those barrels, they had examples of them outside of the jail that even if you're just kind of walking around the grounds there, you'll be able to see what these people were bathing in. And up to 80 people. I mean, or more maybe if they were well over capacity. I mean... Ugh, I, I just cannot even imagine. They also had one bucket per cell for them to use the bathroom in. No plumbing. <laughs> Lindsay and her bathrooms, like, you would not survive the situation. I would not. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a personal nightmare. I just, I just can't even imagine. One bucket per cell. I mean, so you've got people not showering. You've got people working out in fields all day. You've got no air conditioning. It is St. Augustine folks when we were there and it was August or no it was September even like we were dripping in sweat just by stepping outside no working out no nothing even caused it just walking down the street and I was literally just completely sweaty and gross yeah I I can't imagine even just sitting in the cells burning up like that without any AC no AC. They're already gross and sweaty. I am sure of it. They're defecating in buckets, which they keep in their cell. It's not like they're flushing it down to get rid of the odor. I mean, this place has got to stink. But not only that, imagine the sanitation issues. So not only did eight people die by execution, but there were numerous deaths through disease, dysentery, things that spread throughout the prison because there was just a very minimal amount of sanitation that that was available back then to them oh yeah that's true just think about the infection 
you get yeah. you know a sore on your body how how are you gonna get that to heal like you're you're a goner absolutely you're screwed imagine if just even a, a deadly disease goes through people die of like dysentery I mean you're, you're clearly not dealing in cleanly water here I mean people died of disease quite a bit there violence was another th- thing so you've got people in general population and you've got violent criminals what happens when you get folks caged up together there was lots of violence lots of people died as a result of that I don't have any number as far as how many people have died in the old jail I just can't tell you what that number is I tried to find one that seemed accurate and it just doesn't exist but I can tell you eight people definitely died by hanging through execution Um, but numerous people that we just don't know how many disease and violence as well I would imagine it was quite a few, but again, they didn't always keep records. You know, some places do, had very good rep- records. I'm thinking of like Rolling Hills Asylum. Uh, they mm-hmm. had some pretty specific numbers, pretty close, but then other places like this, it's, you know, it's anybody's guess to some degree. Right. And, and maybe there's records out there. They're just not necessarily public. You know, maybe somebody did keep track of of some of that stuff, who knows? But the other thing is food was somewhat scarce. I mean, a lot of these folks were were living off of what they were cooking in the kitchen for all of these men. And a lot of times, believe it or not, it was roadkill or whatever it is that they found while working in the fields, at the farms, you know, dead animals I'm talking about. Just super gross. But I mean, when you're hungry, you're gonna eat whatever you can. The, The tour guide also showed us this like, literally hard as a brick cracker that they would give everyone and apparently they would some people would soak them in their cups of coffee in order to make them semi-edible but I mean just awful because they're willing to eat anything yeah and he said also there was a lot of beans it's like beans more beans and roadkill horrible so imagine close quarters no ac and lots of beans and gas and buckets of poop and pee. <laughs> this just gets worse and worse. It just sounds so bad. <laughs> it sounds awful. Uh, um, uh, believe it or not, this place was open until 1953. Wow. Yeah. So about 70 years ago, it closed. So it's been closed for a pretty good amount of time. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't open until I think it was like the 90s at one of the other jails we toured that seemed like really bad conditions. Um, but still, I feel like 1953, 70 years ago is a while ago, but I just I just can't imagine people living in these kind of conditions, whether they're criminals or not, right? Yeah. There was a sheriff there that's really well na- known named Joe Perry. He was a former jailer and he was really well known for making people's lives miserable. He certainly didn't make anyone's lives easier while they were housed here at the jail. Is is this the guy that would do like weird things in order to punish people like that birdcage device that's outside where they would put people in this kind of like metal wire cage outside and you'd have to deal with like storms and rain i mean this is right near the ocean it's downpours there you Mm -hmm. know and there are storms going or and they would even raise it up sometimes off the ground so you'd almost be like on display out there 
Yeah, what a nightmare. I don't know for sure that it was Joe Perry that was the one that did that specifically. I, I wasn't able to find more specific information about things he did in order to make their lives miserable. That was one of the things on the tour that they highlighted and he probably was a part of that. I mean, just one more thing that they did that was just awful, but he's just a notorious person there that guess what? I think he's haunting the place. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tangling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. So hauntings at the old jail in St. Augustine. I mean, I mentioned Joe Perry. We actually had a listener send us a Facebook message. This was like over a year ago. Her name was Faith Huffmaster, and I hope she's still listening because I remember her message very well. And in fact, that's one of the reasons I really wanted to get out there and go to the old jail. Her father took a photo in, in the old jail. And when he went back and looked at the picture, It had clear as day, a sheriff with a mustache, with a hat. She said they were just stunned, right, by this. So I think it was maybe Joe Perry. I I mean, technically, it could have been any number of jailers that lived there. Because remember, they lived at the jail. It's not like they just stopped by, did their shift and left, right? Full body apparitions are some things that folks actually see fairly frequently at the old jail. Especially, um, I'm hearing when people are taking pictures and they're going back and looking, they're seeing a figure there just like Faith did in her instance. We took a lot of photos while we were there. And granted, we were just there during like the daytime tour. That's all we were able to get into um, with pretty short notice. But I didn't see anything in the photos. But I was thinking of Faith's message, mm-hmm. thinking I've got to take as many photos as possible just in case I might be able to get lucky and catch something like that. No doubt about it. I was thinking of her uh, her message from like, gosh, forever ago. And I was like, I've got to snap all these photos. We didn't get lucky enough, unfortunately. But it's one of those things when you're ghost hunting, right? I mean, you just don't know what you're going to come across. It's, it's usually pretty rare to come across something that great. People also report, you know, there was someone that reports they saw a man like sitting in a chair just randomly, you know, and then disappeared as ghosts do. 
there was also a, a tour guide that says they spotted a man cowering in a cell, which is kind of sad, really. That is sad. Yeah. I can say our tour guide mentioned that he saw a shadow figure in one of the cells, um, which is something a lot of people uh, report seeing are shadow figures, both, you know, seeing it with their own eyes, but also catching them in their photos. They also report terrible smells. We were talking a lot about this in the last segment. Sewage, awful smells that just literally make you want to like keel over apparently. And and this thing hasn't been in operation, like we said, for 70 years. It's not like there's no uh, sewage passageway. There's nobody, you know, using the restroom in that building as far as I can tell. And there's no plumbing that was in existence. If it's not there now, like, why is it suddenly showing up? It tells me maybe a residual odor that probably was there consistently between 1891 and 1953. That's interesting. All of the beans and roadkill and (laughs) buckets (laughs) have made their way into the haunting. They're still there in spirit, literally. But I would imagine that stink was so great and impacted so many people that were there at this jail that I mean it may have made some sort of impact it, it must have right I mean there's that saying that what is it you've been in the monkey room too long you know when you first enter the monkey room you smell you know the bad monkey. odor of monkeys right maybe poop maybe monkeys I don't know <laughs> I've never said any of these things this much in an episode but you know and eventually you get used to the smell you go, I don't smell it You've been in there too long. That's the problem. So maybe people get used to it, but not visitors to this place, apparently, right? The other thing that folks experience is being touched. So there's apparently a spirit that resides in the women's cell area, if you go visit, that has been known to push people and trip people. So be on the lookout for that. There's also a tour guide that has worked there that has reported getting punched in his side. Maybe it was somebody trying to shank him. I feel like that would be like the area you would probably get shanked. <laughs> yeah, that's possibly true. We've mentioned shanking in this the show multiple times, oddly enough, folks. Of course, in the jail, in the prison episodes, but you never know. That's a thought. And then the last thing that people see or hear quite a bit is they, they hear voices. They hear moans, screaming, also just creepy voices and they've caught EVPs in the past. So, I mean, a wide variety of different kind of haunting potential at the old jail. And this is one of those places that is supposed to be a pretty like active haunt from what I've read. And when we asked that tour guide, you know, what type of activity have you experienced? We're just curious, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he immediately was like, There is activity in here. I have seen it. I saw a very dark shadow. Like, you could tell he was, I felt like a little bit scared of what he saw. Mm -hmm. I agree. He had a real reaction when we asked. Because, I mean, that's what we're there for, right? Like, we like the history. We love all that stuff. But, gosh, if we could capture a photo or see something or hear something or even be punched in the side you know, any of these things it would be interesting to capture something like that 
And I will say we really made an effort. Granted, we went and I'll talk a little bit about the different tour options in a moment. But, you know, we had so much stuff booked in St. Augustine in the short time we were there that we just didn't unfortunately get a chance to do the late night version of this. Right. But when we were there, uh, we definitely made attempts to capture some evidence to have some time, you know, maybe see something, you know, interesting with our own eyes or hear something. We, I think some of the other tourists maybe thought we were a little nuts, but I don't care. We, we made an effort for everyone. Unfortunately, we just didn't have a whole lot of luck. I don't think we were the only ones kind of looking around for ghosts either. There was another yeah. couple there that kind of was. And also remember, just because you don't have time to do the late night tour or, you know, a specific paranormal tour, Go show up at any time of the day. Mm -hmm. It does not have to be night for you to catch something. So if you go to places like this, even if you just have time to stop in to do like a history tour, you just never know. You never know. Look at Faith and, and the story she sent us about that photo that her father captured um, of that apparition. I mean, think about it. They were standing there and didn't even realize that apparition was standing right there. Probably watching them <laughs> for all we know. Lisa and I have also had an encounter uh, with a spirit, our first encounter, and we cover this back when we go over the Bullock Hotel. If you haven't listened to that episode, go find it. It's one of the older ones, but our first ghost encounter, and that was during the day. That was in the morning, sun was up. You just never know. So I'm always open to the potential for hauntings during the day. Okay, so Lisa and I are going to tell you just a little bit about our tour and our experience there at this point and, and how you can go yourself and visit the old jail there in St. Augustine. So what we did was the 30-minute tour, and they do this every day, seven days a week between 9 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. with some exceptions on holidays. They close a little early. And every 20 minutes, they have a tour guide taking a new set of people through. You don't even need reservations. You can literally just show up, buy a ticket, Adults, it's just under $16. And for children, it's just under 10. Children under four are free. So there you go. It's a pretty darn good deal um, for a 30 minute tour. But it's funny. So you show up and then you go stand in this like box that's been outlined on the ground. And this guy comes out that's your tour guide. And like a, he looks like he's in jail, looks like he's one of the prisoners there. And they get very into character and are telling you, hand me your papers, like you're going to jail. They treat you like you're a prisoner that's just being intaken. <laughs> you're, you're getting, a, you're, they're taking you in and, and, and taking your papers and they're gonna show you around the place. Yeah, I mean, they were very in character. And in fact, we had just purchased our tickets and the tour had just started like, I don't know, two minutes before. And they were like, go ahead and just join the one that's already begun. You go over there and meet in that area and right in front of it. And we go over there and he's like, you're late. That's disrespectful. Blah, 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 blah. And like, at first I was like, kind of like, what is going on here? And then we I got realized, roasted. We got roasted. Yes, totally roasted. And then I realized, oh, this is just part of the whole shtick. Like, but yeah. it took me like a second. But then after us came this family with like two really little kids and he totally scared the crap out of these kids. And as soon as he, he realized he scared these kids 
and he goes no this is just pretend <laughs> and i mean he was very nice and then he he was he told the crowd he's like you guys are lucky you're gonna get the toned down version of this because there's children on the tour i mean that one little kid was like almost in tears like i think he thought he was going to jail yeah i mean this guy like stayed in character very well throughout the the tour i will say this might be controversial okay so be prepared some folks might not agree with me that's okay i don't know that the character really contributed a whole lot to the tour to be perfectly honest with you if i'm looking at it as a critic i'm giving you my per my honest review um i like hearing about the history and stuff like that i don't necessarily need it in a character i like hearing about the gruesome awful morbid details just i, I don't need a, a prisoner telling me all about these things so that's my take I'm with you. I actually didn't love it either, but it was still fun. It was still very good. Yeah. But I would have preferred just tell give me a really good tour about the yeah. history. And it was still a really good tour. It was just in this character the whole time. Absolutely. Yeah. And and when we stopped and asked him questions, he was extremely informative, really helpful. I loved his answer when we were like, is this place haunted? He got real serious in that moment, which is what I was looking for. So, I mean, all in all, he was a really good tour guide. No fault. I just think that the character might be a little bit too much. They're scaring little kids and stuff like that. But I mean, he backtracked quick and went and talked to that little kid too afterwards. I was like, hey, it's okay. You know, I don't think he was expecting that reaction. For sure. Yeah. So it was fun. It was a good time. It's a fun 30 minutes. The fact that you get to go in there and then at the end of the tour, they let you kind of hang around in the upstairs on the second level for a, for a bit. I mean, they didn't give us a time limit, but we did hang around in there. We went into this room at the end of the hallway, kind of in between the general population and some of the like sheriff or not the sheriffs, the jail innkeepers living quarters. And there's a room at the top of the stairs there that has pictures that you can look at from back then. And it has some pictures of some of the hangings. So kind of interesting. Yes, the pictures were creepy because you are really seeing the picture of somebody who's getting ready to get hung. It was... Yeah. Very morbid, very creepy, but that's what we are there for to some extent. So here's the tour that we really wanted to do that unfortunately we just didn't have time to do. Maybe next time, but it's called The Old Jail After Dark. For all of these details, you can literally just Google Old Jail St. Augustine. It'll take you to their website and you can go look this up. But it's a 45-minute paranormal investigation. Um, I think they have multiple times throughout the night. I couldn't see their schedule without actually clicking to book, but it sounds like they do multiple and you can book different time slots. But this, you get a tour um, with someone who's going to provide you ghost hunting equipment. You can bring your own ghost hunting equipment if you'd like. They'll also show you how to use that stuff and walk you through 45 minutes, kind of, you know, you get kind of free reign to some extent, right? With some limitations. It is a museum, of course, to ghost hunt this place. And then at the end, you guys, looks like they all get together and talk through what people came across and found. Uh, looks like fun. The only thing is it's only 45 minutes. I would hope it'd be like a couple hours, right? Like, yeah, that's pretty short. It's pretty short, but still the chance to get in there after dark and actually ghost hunt would be super cool. And it's only, it's just under $32. Wow. That's actually, you know what? For 45 minute late night tour, you don't, here's the thing about ghost hunting. It could 
take a while. You have to be patient. But I mean, sometimes it would be great to go do a quick 45 minute ghost hunt with other people for, I mean, a really inexpensive price, I think. I think so too. I think it's worth it. If it was a lot more expensive, I'd be like, ah, I don't know. But for 32 bucks, that's really good. Um, totally. for to get into a notoriously haunted place after dark with equipment that they're offering you to use. That's pretty darn good. And they do that seven days a week. So make your way out to the old jail in St. Augustine. I had a fun time at the tour. I think it's really interesting and you might catch a ghost. I feel like this is a location that you have a good chance of potentially seeing something. Yes, you totally have a chance of seeing something here. A great location to do some ghost hunting. I am very sad we didn't get to do the late night paranormal tour, but we've got to go back to St. Augustine because I absolutely, as you've heard, loved the city. I would like to go for a longer period of time. So if you are headed to St. Augustine, make sure that you go check out the old jail and be sure as well as we wrap this up, if you are a listener on Apple, please give us five stars. It helps other listeners find us and tell a friend about the show if they are interested in hauntings or paranormal. That's really how this show grows is through word of mouth. If you're interested, you can also follow us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks everybody so much for listening. Have a great week. Stay safe and healthy.